Neil Before Blog presents Neil Before Pod. Hello and welcome to the Neil Before Pod interview segment. I'm your host Craig and I recently had the chance to have a brief chat with Tim Sheridan, writer of the new DC animated movie Superman Man of Tomorrow, about his work in the film and bringing the iconic hero to a new audience. So I'm joined here on Neil Before Pod with Tim Sheridan, the writer of Superman Man of Tomorrow. How are you doing today? Great, how are you doing Craig? I'm doing great, yeah. I watched the film last night, so congratulations on it. I really liked it. I thought it was a, a great take on Superman. So, Thank you. I, Glad you liked it. I guess my first question to you is, obviously it's a character that's been adapted an infinite number of times over the decades. So what was your kind of approach? I know it was loosely based on the American Alien comic book, but very loosely. So where did you start to adapt the character from? I'm so glad you said that, by the way, because I think so many people online I saw really got ahead of themselves um, because there are a couple of elements that are familiar to fans that they saw in American Alien, but that were in the trailer because the trailer covers a certain part of the movie. (laughs) And so people really thought we were just going to do a real straight up adaptation of that book. But no, I mean, there are so many places that we pulled from so many pieces of mythology. You don't set out to write a Superman story or any sort of iconic hero story without looking to all of the great canon that came before and sort of pull from that and use that as the fuel for the engine of your story. So for me, there were a lot of books that are classics that I love and stories that I love that will, no matter what story I tell, will always be a part of it. But when you're doing a movie, it's very different than a comic book story. And so happily, we have some terrific Superman movies. Richard Donner's movie is classic and perfect. (laughs) And uh, so that was a big inspiration from us in the beginning. I think that there's also a lot to be said for some of the Superman Returns. I felt hit some of the Donner notes in a way that hopefully over time people will look back and realize there was some really good stuff there. I know that we got to see Brandon Ralph put on the suit again on TV and that was good because I think Brandon's terrific. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Must be quite a difficult character to draw on, but the fundamental elements are always the same. His integrity, his values and so on. And I'm guessing that's very important to you about the Superman character to make sure those are represented. It's not only important, but it was so important for this movie for us to explore why. Why does he have that? I think so many times we think, oh, Superman is who he is because he was raised in the heartland by salt-of-the-earth people, and that's why he is this sort of representation of what it means to be a person, to be a terrific human being. And I think that that's definitely part of it. But what we were able to do because of the period of Clark's life that we set this movie in, we were able to really explore what motivates him to put on the cape. What is it that makes him tell the world, you know, this is who I am. This is what I'm here to do. Yeah. And obviously a hero is nothing without villains. And I was quite interested in your take on Lex Luthor. Obviously it was more the business genius side of things which is quite a common sort of modern adaptation of Lex again same with Mm. Superman what was your inspiration for adapting Lex Luthor in this way to fit this story you know right from the beginning I said everybody gets Lex at this point Lex is as iconic as anyone and so 
You're not going to fool anybody. You can't tell a story in which there's going to be a big surprise twist that Lex did something bad. You know? <laughs> so I said, look, let's just accept that everybody understands who Lex Luthor is and see where the story goes from there. So that was our way in with Lex Luthor. That came out of conversations with Butch Lukic and Jim Krieg. We were, the three of us, in the beginning, just sitting down. Some of the most fun I've ever had is just sitting down and talking about what's the kind of Superman story we want to tell. And the three of us were so on the same page that it made the process just absolutely joyful. And I have to say, I give a lot of credit, and as well, I should, to these amazing creative forces behind the movie, Butch Lukic and Jim Craig and Chris Palmer. But we also had such great support from the executives at Warner Animation. Brian Jones and Peter Girardi were just on board for the kind of story we wanted to tell and were so supportive along the way. And the folks at Warner Home Entertainment. We were very lucky on this one. that We really set out to do something and we were able to do the thing that we wanted to do. Cool. And Lois Lane, another big pillar of the Superman mythos, you flipped it a little bit by having her not be at the Daily Planet before Clark. She's normally the one that welcomes him to that. So it changes up the dynamics slightly. Can you talk a bit about what went into that thought process? Yeah, you know, Lois is so important. I remember in the beginning, we were talking about how Lois is our way in to really seeing Superman because we see the world in the way that Superman looks at Lois Lane. Lois Lane represents for Superman, the best of humanity. Whereas for us, Superman represents that in many ways. He sees Lois as just the perfect person, the perfect human. And so for us, it was like, what is it? What is it that Lois teaches Superman that she brings to his life? And to see them at this early stage professionally and to show Lois as being someone who he can look up to in a professional sense, as well as a personal sense, was really super important. I think that Alexandra Daddario, I don't know how we got so lucky to have Alexandra Daddario versus Lois Lane, but here's a big reveal. I've never met Alexandra. I wasn't there when she recorded her lines, but she understood exactly where we were going with this Lois character. Lois has just guts and guile in a way that you don't see necessarily in someone in their 20s all the time. Someone who knows what they're doing, knows what they want, and goes after it. And that's something that she gets to teach Clark, who, when we meet him, is sort of toiling away as a, a coffee runner intern at the Daily Planet. And you brought in some other characters like Lobo and Martian Manhunter, who represent this kind of larger universe out there. So Superman having a mentor, essentially, in the form of Martian Manhunter, and then this antagonist that can fight him in the form of Lobo. So was there a particular desire to have those characters included or did they just kind of form in naturally? The spine for me of this story is what it means to be on the outside looking in. You know, what Kal-El is dealing with is his identity as not being from Earth. And so for me, I felt like, well, we're going to have Lobo. Butch really felt it was important to have Lobo in the story for many reasons. And I said, Lobo is also the last of his people. And I said, we needed a mentor character. We needed someone like Martian Manator, we had a perfect opportunity to bring him in as well, also representing the last of a great race of people, you know, the Martians. And so he became integral to the plot. It becomes about what these three outsiders do, who they become in uh, this world that is not necessarily very welcoming to outsiders. That was all we had time for. A big thanks to Tim for his time and all the insight he gave into the film. 
Another big thanks to YouTuber Neil Stenson for the supplied music. If you like what you heard, then you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or any major podcasting app. And if you want to discuss Superman, Man of Tomorrow, DC animated films, DC in general, or anything else, you can find us under Neil Before Blog on Facebook and Twitter, or leave comments on neilbeforeblog.co.uk. As always, we hope you'll join us on the next Neil Before Pod.